0: Welcome back, Bo. We're back. We're back in Park and Turn One. Maybe the best podcast in the history of MotoGP and motorcycle podcast. What do you think? What's think, going on, man?
1: I think this is absolutely the best Moto America, MotoGP, and World Superbike based podcast in the Southeast uh, United States. Without a doubt.
0: Out a boy of boy, Bo. Way to really rain on my parade. Thanks so much. I was I was really trying to have a moment where I thought that we were becoming really, really famous. But I see that you are fighting that tooth and nail. So we're just gonna move on. We're just gonna move on. How's everything else going in the life of Bo?
1: You know, it's doing. It's going really, really well. You know, super blessed and and uh, super itching to get back on a bike and and. Uh just ready to go what about you i mean you're ready for you gotta your bike's ready to go and you're getting ready for a track day right
0: yeah i mean it feels like it's been a long time coming right version 4.0 on the <laughs> zx10 um the 2020 has been flashed and tuned and she's ready to go so i'm i'm excited to uh get back out there i'm gonna ride at vir on monday with uh pre and we'll see how it goes um you know, I'm going to go out there with no expectation of lap time or um, anything, really. Just go out there, keep it on the pavement, keep it up, and uh, have a good time.
1: That's what it's all about, man, at our level. That's, I mean, it's... Yeah, miles, man, that's know? the goal. Yeah.
0: Yeah, go home, drive that four hours home in a good mood. So, uh be much different than the last time I drove that four hours home, where two of those <laughs> hours, I hated everything about motorcycles... Um but understand. by the by the time I yeah, but by the time I got home I had a plan. So <laughs> so uh that's how it goes. But you know, we had a great weekend of racing with World Superbike at another new track for World Superbike. Uh Navarre or Navarra, how do you say it? Is it Navarre or it's, Navarra?
1: It's Navara. Was it Navarra? Navarra? Navara. Navarra.
0: It's Navara. Navarra, yes, yeah, Yeah. Navarra. That's how well, you know. To those of us that don't live in Spain, this is how we're saying it. We'll say Navarra. What we saw, I think, this weekend was a pretty interesting development in that it looks like after, you know, with the big announcement um, of one rider going to another team, it looks like, you know, things are kind of ramping up in terms of the heat of the championship. So... I just felt like this was a great weekend of racing, and I think it just makes the rest of the year very, very exciting and must-watch. So, what did you think?
1: Uh, no, absolutely, it blows. It kind of blows the championship not really wide open, but we've seen, you know, the the top three are the top three. You know, they're, they're the, the the same three names that we've talked about all year so far, and they're going to be the same three names. The three names that are really the highlight of this weekend, you know um like you had mentioned uh Scott Redding the big news of Scott Redding's going over to BMW next year um you know we'll kind
0: of dive into that shocking move and I, we want to talk about that yeah little, yeah. Um, yeah
1: but but Redding this weekend looked really good um Ray uh looked like he was kind of in damage limitation uh just a little bit all weekend long and then what really caught my eye this weekend was top rack um you know top rack didn't have the pace on Saturday in or uh, yeah on Saturday in race one. And, you know, he turned it around and, and uh... On Sunday, he got in. He came in third again in race two, but then he really pulled everything back down uh, for the for no. He came race in, in third in the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl race. race. I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. But race two, you know, he ends up winning the yeah. Super Bowl. Or excuse me, race two and ties championship points with Jonathan Ray now. So, so right now, it, it's, it's crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a really, really hot championship right now. And you know, Scott Redding's not really far behind to pick up the pieces if one of these guys, you know, no. punts each other off the track.
0: That's right. So let's go over it. I mean, in on the podium in race one, we had Scott Redding. In fir- he wins the race. Jonathan Ray finishes second, and top rack finishes third. The big thing to me about this race was I I just kept waiting to see if Ray had any more, and he just didn't. He just didn't. I I mean, is not Redding amazing at I don't know if Ducati just nailed the setup out of the box, luckily, or what happened. But, you know, we, I think the week before I had talked about Redding and said he was in good form and you said, ah, we'll see, you know, he goes back and forth, but really Redding is on fire right now. I mean, he's really riding well and he ran a great race in race one. That was, that was really as good as it gets. I mean, he, he, he waited but he got passed on the first lap by Jonathan Ray in turn 5 and then you know what he just he just took off and Ray couldn't catch him and you know Ray to your point who finished second was having moments all over the place big yeah turn um, 9 he had a couple and, that he yeah you know, big moment tur- yeah so I, I i just i just think you know um Redding had the pace in race one here, especially. I mean, he, he was just above and beyond everyone else. And if you look at the fastest lap, it was Jonathan Ray, but Jonathan was on the absolute limit to get there. And, uh, that's surprising to me that he would push it that hard, but that's what, that's what champions do. They fight, right? And, uh, that's what he was doing. And, So, I mean, just give me your overall read on Redding in race one. What did you think as you watched the race?
1: So, I agree with you. Uh, You know, Redding looked really good on the bike. He looked comfortable on the bike, you know, even into turn nine. I thought he looked like he was a little bit loose on the bike with it back and in. But, you know, he managed to really, he, he really managed the race very well all race long, you know, and he stretched Jonathan Ray out a bit. And, you know, some of the sections that Jonathan Ray got in front of him, uh, you know we saw Redding's bike looked really really good on the straight out of the last corner um which was su- surprising to me that Jonathan Ray still had you know the fastest ti- uh, the fastest speed in the race um
0: by a lot yeah by, by a quite lot. a bit yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Redding
1: but the acceleration of the Ducati out of a corner just looked like it it it, it picked up and it was yeah. it was and and, yep. and honestly looking around this track that's what <clears throat> that's kind of what it looked like they needed you, you know we saw it a little bit in the super sport yep. race as well those bikes that had a little bit more get up and go out of the corner exit were the ones that were successful and it wasn't so much the top speeder on this track you know this right. these, the back section of this tracks it was very slow very technical from what from my opinion in watching the race you know there's it's a one line track on that back side very difficult to pass in certain areas. So Ray or Redding, excuse me, just put his bike where he needed it to be and and was really effective uh, on Saturday.
0: He you know, Redding was super effective. I, I thought this is the thing that we had kind of expected from Scott Redding from the start. Like I don't know where he went or what happened, but this is what I expected to see. Rena you know, really pushing Jonathan Ray at the front and you know but Instead, it's really been top rack Mm -hmm. until now. But I I just felt like in race one, Redding just, he just had the pace. I mean, just seriously. I mean, I was super shocked just like you to see the top speed difference between Redding's Ducati and the the Kawasaki, but it's just how fast that I think Kawasaki has always suffered from this. They're, mid range is not as good the top end is amazing but their mid range is lacking compared to the Yamaha and World Superbike also the Ducati so low end mid range that bike gets kind of beaten up off the line but then 100% it's you know it's got it but it just didn't have enough length in that sh- that front straight to to get there so I, I was surprised, but at the same time, the eyeball test told me that that Ducati was working excellent out of the corners because it just really shot out of there every time. And he was able to gap Ray every time on the front straight, every yeah. single time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, and for Jonathan Ray, I, he was on the limit. We talked about the the moments he had, but I really feel that he rode a great race to save it twice to come in second. He did what he had to do. He could not beat Redding. That wasn't going to happen. He would crash trying, I think. Um, So he did what he was supposed to do, and that is take 20 points, get a four-point margin increase on top rack and do the best you can. And, uh, you know, speaking of top rack, his first lap was unbelievable. Like, he starts as well as anyone in that paddock. I mean, he was in eighth place at the start. Is that yeah. right? I think that's right. Right, Yeah. And I mean, by the first corner, this guy is there. You, I don't, it, it, he just, he's just, this guy's just an amazing rider and we're seeing it. His talent is just, it's just up there. It's out of this world, man. It's really good. He's riding and he's super confident right now.
1: No, I completely agree. And, and you know, that's one thing that I wrote down on my notes was, you know, Toprak not only salvaged the weekend when he didn't have the pace in race one, he capitalized on it in race two. You know, the, the changes, the way that he's adapted from from day to day, even from race to race, because like we just mentioned a little bit ago, you know, in the Super Bowl race, he still was in third place behind Ray, but then he gathered it back up, came back out that afternoon for race two and had the pace and showed up and and said, okay, you know, I need to take these 25 points. This is what I need for the championship. And now we're knotted up at 311 points each. So for me, it shows, it it doesn't show a, 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 an inconsistent rider it doesn't show a, an emotional rider it doesn't show any sort of a, I guess at this point like he's not showing a whole lot of weakness you know because had the Assen incident with girl off not occurred we're talking about top rack being a championship leader right now possibly oh you know? yeah you know by 15
0: it, 20 points at least yeah
1: so um you know what I mean? We can speculate the could have, you know, the what ifs that happened for Mass right. and the, you know the out, outcomes right. that could have been there, but but I think it, you know you'd be really hard pressed to to not have Toprak in the lead right now, um, of the championship oh, yeah. since they're they're knotted up. But no, Toprak, you know, when I first started seeing him in the in watching World Superbike when he was on the the uh, uh, the Kawasaki, he had a it was a raw, it was a very raw talent that you saw something that was there. You saw really, really, really um, amplified strengths, and then you saw amplified weaknesses. So, you know, this just the last two seasons have been so tremendous for Top Rack to, to hone that skill. And to, you've, you've seen the evolution of the riding. You know what I mean? There's a much more reserved, yeah. more calculated Absolutely. riding. And it's it, to me, it's impressive to watch, you know, because he is... You know, one of the best, if not the best, in the paddock on the brakes, on the front end. We've seen just how uh, just how much he has come to grips with this Yamaha, and, and yeah. how much it he makes it look easy to ride it. You know, and and
0: he really does. That's, that's the thing. He makes all that stuff look so easy, and that that's not that's not easy to do. It's right? just not. Yeah. It it just makes it look easy. You know, I, I think Keenan Safaglu deserves a lot of credit for work his work with top rack obviously top rack has put in the work but there's a lot of leadership i think from keenan safoglu who is the you know the multiple time champion and Mm -hmm. world super sport champion and he didn't do so well on the, the big bikes but on the 600s in his day that guy was that guy was deadly man he was so good and i think you know top rack really has learned a lot from him and also don't forget Toprak's a young guy and as we get you know a little bit older we mature and um you know some things probably became clear to him um some of the frustrations he was having and then he would have a conversation with Keenan Safaglu or someone and even Johnny Ray helped him a lot when he first came into the paddock you know just mm-hmm. things that you know you hear and you, and you start to pick up and then you understand the more you're in it you get more seat time more laps and this is the progression that you want to see from a rider that you bring into the superbike, right? The first year's a learning experience. You want to see some flashes of it, but then the second year and the third year, you want to see what we're getting from uh, Razgatlioglu on a much more consistent basis. And he is super consistent this year. You know, he's—it's been hard to keep him off the podium. And the time that he didn't finish the race wasn't his fault. Um, and uh, you know. I don't know what else you can say. This guy's having a phenomenal season. It's been a lot of fun to watch. But this kind of championship just makes you want to turn the race on every single time. Yeah. Like, that's that's all I can think about. Because, you know, as even though it was great when Rossi was dominating for me uh, or, or the when Marquez was dominating for the big Marquez fans, you knew it was going to happen. Like, I when I turned the TV on MotoGP – for the last five years, I kind of knew what was going to happen. I felt like I knew, right? I mean, yeah. you just did. You kind of yeah. knew Mark Marquez is going to be at the front. Now, someone may beat Mark Marquez, but he's going to be there, and they're going to have to work to get it. Um, And the same was with Rossi before that. But with this, you know, and Ray has been that before. Now, Ray has been this for the past few years, but now it's must-watch TV. And with Redding throwing his hat in the ring, like you said, man— This is good. This is really good racing. This is the kind of series that makes you excited to watch races, and it is exciting to watch the races. It's just fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. I mean,
0: it really is. Well, we'll talk about the rest of the top ten. I mean, we had Locatelli. Here's that man. Here he comes. And he had some great moments. Now, he didn't have the overall pace to stick with him, but he he led one point during the weekend. I mean, he was aggressive, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't look out of control. And I think we're going to see some great things from Locatelli, and I think we've got more podiums on the way. Do you agree?
1: Uh, no, yeah, absolutely. I, I think you're absolutely right, You know, especially if we see next year, You know, if Scott Redding has any kind of issues with getting to grips with that BMW, I think Locatelli is just going to jump all over that opportunity, and we're going to see him as a constant podium contender.
0: Absolutely. I, I don't see how they can't. He's on a one-year contract. I don't see how they can't re-sign him.
1: Oh, I'd absolutely pick uh, him up again.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Um, In in fifth place, we had uh, Sam Lowe's, who is actually, it's funny, Sam Lowe's has snuck into fourth in the championship. He's way back. Don't get me wrong. They've almost, the the two leaders have almost doubled him in points, but it's just, it's really strange to me to think when I look at the thing and I'm like, oh, Sam Lowe's is not having a terrible year. I'm sorry, Alex Lowe's. Sorry, you got me. Sorry, uh, Dan's going to call me on that one. Um, but, yeah, so absolutely, Alex Lowe's has had a, a good year, honestly. It, being fourth in the championship, I think, is is solid for – you're obviously the number two rider. So that's a – that's a, I, and I just didn't think about it. But he's been pretty consistent. I mean, he's in fourth. Mm-hmm. So what, what would you complain about if you were the team boss?
1: You know I... – You, you obviously, as that Kawasaki team, you, you, you obviously want your rider to be up there with Jonathan Ray, you know, fighting for race wins and, and, and mixing it up with him at the, at the front end. But I think a top five for Alex Lowe's is a good result um yeah you know i think you know when leon haslam was jonathan raised to i think we saw something similar if not just a bit worse on that end i think if i rem- if memory serves me correctly i don't think uh, that um haslam ran consistently as up front as alex lowes has no. been doing this year no he didn't so I, I mean if i'm if i'm team boss i'm thinking that's an. a you know this is an acceptable season for for alex lowes um this is his First year on the is this his first year or the second year on the Kawasaki? Second
0: year on the Kawasaki, and he's okay. extended for right. two more or three more years. So, well, then they, know, see, they, they obviously like he's see something.
1: Yeah, they're invested in it definitely. So, yeah, well, I, mean, well yeah.
0: I. So here's the thing. So I think it's impossible at the world level to have two riders at the front of the championship and two riders getting along. I just don't think that's possible. I just don't. So. A guy like Alex L- Alex Lowe's, I think what he's doing is very helpful to Jonathan Ray in terms of his data. Maybe his writing style is similar. I'm not really sure, but I, I, I just think he's done a great job as their support. And I, I, I feel like they know that Alex is not going to win a world championship, but that maybe his demeanor, his work ethic, the way he's willing to do things – the team first attitude, something yeah. in there is giving them pause. And on top of that, you got a guy finishing fourth in the championship. Um, you got team championships it, to think of, it, too. You know, that Kawasaki that's
1: Manufacturers it, Championship, that's all right. that goes into so, it, too.
0: So he, and he's had a couple of podiums this year. So really, really, Lowe's is, is doing the job as a number two rider, in my opinion. It was. would be great if they were one, two every race. Mm-hmm. But like I'm saying, I, I don't think that's conducive. To having a team effort to develop the bike, because you're going to get the wall put up. I don't want him looking at my yeah. data because we're fighting at the championship. Uh, and that's and so Kawasaki's in a tough spot, right? So I think with this, you know, he looks at at Ray's data and he may just like, I, I, it's not my style. I don't like that. So we set the bike up just a bit differently. But I, but they've obviously done some great work on a new bike. This is a new ZX10RR right you know exactly. it's a little yeah, different yeah. from the old one and it's a new one they're developing it and so i think next year this bike will be really really good um but this year it's still it's already really good and i think it'll be even better next year because of the year and the data so that's my take on Lowe's. i i feel like he's a talented rider um he's obviously top five in world Superbike. you don't get there without talent um but i don't Feel like he's a world champion. He's filling Does that a, make he, sense?
1: He's filling a specific role with the team, is what you're that's, saying. That's right. I right. I, yeah. I
0: don't see I don't see anyone else in the championship that is as beneficial to KRT as Alex Lowe's right now. Because if you put Top Rack there or Redding there, it gets contentious. I think
1: it gets a little ugly. You know? A little, yeah, a little. Emotional. That's right. You know, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So all right. anyway, so you that's know, my all take that, on Lowe's. All end. that said, Kawasaki's in, in third right now in the team in the uh, manufacturer standings, so know. that, you know. I know. I know. Obviously not by that's much. Ducati's but, winning, you know, right? It, yes, Ducati's uh, up by 3 points on Yamaha and then Yamaha's got 6 point lead over Kawasaki. So well, it's, it's a good it's close, thing that yeah. Rinaldi
0: has carried Ducati. I mean, it really is. is oh. it, it, <laughs> yeah. Okay. In sixth we had Tom Sykes on the BMW. Now this this is, uh, you know, we got the news that Redding was going to BMW next year, which is a shocking move to me. I don't know why. Maybe Ducati didn't want Redding back. This is kind of goes back to what Casey Stoner says about Ducati and how they don't really care about riders. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and so maybe there was some of that. There, they didn't want him back or they didn't offer him what he felt was a fair offer. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes we don't know. Well, but it's interesting that he chose BMW, and it's interesting to me that the guy that's beating the other side of the garage most of the time at BMW is the guy getting the axe at BMW.
1: Exactly. That you know, that's kind of that's what stood out to me. You know, is uh, Sykes was out at BMW, and and Vandermark is still in. To me, that tells me that BMW is investing in age. I think a little bit, and and I say that not knowing Vandermark's age right off the top of my head, but I do believe that he's younger than Tom he's Sykes. He's younger than Sykes. You know, and yes, not to is. say that Sykes is an old, washed-up man, but, you know, obviously Tom Sykes has been in the paddock for quite a while, and, and he's been successful. He's still successful. He's still running the top 10 pace and still doing very well in this BMW um, and doing better than his teammate, obviously, and he's the top BMW finisher normally. Um, but, no, going back to what you're saying about Redding, you know, I think Redding is – Redding wants a team – and a bike that is going to be developed around him. And I think it goes back to what we've talked about, exactly what you just you said about Casey Stoner and what we've discussed before about Ducati just being proud of their machinery and not willing to really budge on the development path that they think the bike should go down, even though they've got a rider telling them that it needs to go in a different direction possibly. Um, you sure. know, I think that that comes into it because Redding is your top finisher on that Ducati, Redding won the BSP championship on a Ducati, you know, and and his, and Redding's teammate, I'm sorry, he finished 10th in race one, um, what was his race, his uh, Super his uh, superpole race finish was 13th, and then in race two, he finished 7th. So really
0: and, good then. Had a really good weekend. Yeah, really I, good. I
1: mean, this is the guy and and I'm sorry, this isn't his first year on a V4. Remember, he came from the satellite Ducati He came team. from a, he, he was so, old, yeah. You know, so he's Go familiar 11, yeah. with this bike. So um no, I it, it's a it's a surprise move to me and I think it's one that, you know, perhaps there's it's a it's an ugly breakup I think with Ducati and Scott Redding a bit, but I'm I mean, I, I like the I like the BMW. I think it's a a beautiful bike. Um, it's me and too. I, think that, I just wanted to go
0: faster. Yeah, and and I think
1: <laughs> I think you know possibly Scott Redding could be the person that really you know gives it the beans and and pushes that bike to its limit. You know, not to say that Sykes isn't the guy, but maybe Redding's just got a little bit of an uh, you know an edge over Sykes at this point in their careers.
0: Sure. Well, I I think. I think, you know, Vandermark's eight, about eight years younger than Sykes. I think Sykes is 36. Uh, Vandermark's 28. So it, it's, it's, yeah, you're right. They may be going for the youth movement. Uh, Redding's much younger than even uh, Vandermark or Sykes. I'm sorry. He's, he's about the same age as Vandermark, a couple years difference there, I think. Um, but Vandermark's been largely a disappointment to me this year. I expected more from him, and, and it very well could be the bike. Um, so we'll see. You know, we we know now they have a race winner in Scott Redding. He's won races over two seasons with Ducati. Mm-hmm. But they must have made him a really good offer to leave a bike that can win to go to a bike that's lucky to finish in the top five.
1: Or, or that just speaks to the the frustrations that we might not see behind the close the curtain. Sure, you know, hundred
0: percent. So. We don't know exactly what happened, but it couldn't have been great. I mean, there wasn't the perfect situation. So Redding jumped ship. And he heads back, he head, well, not back, but he heads to BMW. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Sykes and Vandermark right there together. We see them a lot on track together. I know it's the announcers were talking about it. We see them a lot there. And, and they finish, you know, right behind each other an awful lot. So it could very well be the bike on Vandermark. And, you know, we'll just have to wait and see if they can get that thing developed in the next year or so. Eighth place was Axel Bassani. I'm telling you, and Axel Bassani is riding... The Ducati for the, I mean, he's riding it for everything it's worth, man. Yeah. A private team and just going out there and doing good races every weekend. It seems like I'm talking about this guy doing great races. And um, he beat Garrett Gerloff. And <laughs> Garrett Gerloff was faster than Axel Vasani, <laughs> yeah, but Garrett I Gerloff mean, was yeah. not passing Axel Bazani. Tell Gerlach. me, Garrett you're afraid to pass, afraid to pass yeah. without telling me you're I, afraid I, to pass.
1: I, I, and this is a, you know, and this was a really a tough track. Like we were saying, you know, the last part of this track is really one line, you know, from turn 9 it seems all the way back around to the start-finish line. There was just it is really hard for the superbikes to make good passes. And, you know, I think right. turn 10, 11, whatever that real solo left-handed corner was, um, was really the only place that you could get to, but the problem before that was turn nine. Once they start to exit turn nine, that turn opens up so much, and the Ducati seemed like it just had so much corner exit speed over every other bike that Gerloff's yep. not going to be able yep. to get close enough to put a move up underneath Bassani, and if he does, and it's going to be another Scud Missile-Gerloff move, and we're going to be right back to the conversation we were having two weeks ago, so I think yep. Gerloff is still working out that you know, controlled aggression phase, um, it, you know, and I was, I was really disappointed um, because he got Gerloft in race two by Chaz yep. Davies accidentally, you know, so yep. that was a bit disappointing because I really felt like Gerloft was going to really, was, was going to ramp it up Sunday afternoon, and I felt like he was going to have some pace, and, and we were right. going to see a top five out of off. I, I really believe Well, here's, so. a,
0: yeah, maybe so, but here's the thing about that crash with Davies, and we'll, we'll talk about it when we talk about race two more, but That might be the best thing to happen to Gerloff, because now he knows what it's like to have it done to him. And so I think sometimes when we experience something that's terrible, we're much less likely to do it to someone else. And I think that's kind of something that he needed, because I don't think he ever meant to do it, but I don't think his mindset was in the correct place to keep him from doing it. Um, and so what we've seen now is that before when he was doing the Gerloffing, he was a little too aggressive and he was making bad decisions. And now what we see is Gerloff with no teeth, none. Just let me get through here. Excuse me. You left that door open. I wouldn't have done it. But at the same time, I thought about this during the race. I was like, you know what? I'll take this right now because what I need him to do is to see. Is how to figure out how to pass without being overly aggressive and disrespectful to your fellow racer, and I don't think he ever wanted to be that, but he was getting to that point. So, yeah, I definitely. Had, I don't think it we was had an intentional. Move, yeah, definitely. No, absolutely. I don't believe it was either. That never entered my mind. But I. It doesn't matter, right? It right. doesn't matter if it's course, intentional yeah. or not. Um, so, but he's, he had to reset and I think that's what he's done. I think that's what we've seen is a reset from Gerloff saying, okay, what do, what is it? And I'm, and I'm, my thing is that I think he's while he's behind these guys, he goes, Ooh, I could have got him right there. And Ooh, I could have got him right there. Ooh, I think I could have gone right there. But reality is when he's thinking that maybe they're going back and looking at the data saying, Hey, if you'd have tried to go right there, you'd have been in trouble. I hope that's what's happening. Um, so we'll see. This was a ninth place finish. It's a top ten for a privateer effort, not so bad. He was second in the independent, um, and he beat the factory Ducati guy, Rinaldi. So yeah, I and, mean that's where know, we are.
1: And beat his teammate as well, and didn't give up too many points to Bassani in the the independent lead. So no. so no, he knows didn't. he brought the bike home. He did what he needed to do.
0: Yeah, it it was not a disaster. So let's talk about. The super pole race, real quick. The first three laps of the super pole race were so aggressive. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. I I was on the edge of my seat. That was so much fun to watch. And you know what? The thing that I took away from that was it was hard racing, but it was fair racing. And you know, Redding wins the race, Ray finishes second again. Toprak, Razgatlu, Razgatlioglu, sorry. Toprack. I just got to trying to say that name. Toprak. He finishes third, so it's as you were. But the first three laps were exciting. I mean, they were going yeah. hard. And I thought, you know, and, and Scott Redding had a bit of a moan after it. I don't like the moves, blah, blah, blah. You know what? At some point, I don't I don't love it when people you know, hammer into me either and pass me late, but that's racing and you're at the top level. So they're going to do it. So get on with it. You won the race. Don't yeah. whine. Um, but the thing I took away from this race was Locatelli looked good again. Um, it, Sykes again outperforming Vandermark and Gerloff doing the same thing to Vandermark that he was doing, to Basani, which is basically just following him around <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he was evaluating maybe him, Vandermark yeah. is I didn't know if I didn't see uh, Vandermark wear an orange jersey like they do at Pre, but it felt like it was like me following one of the instructors out there.
1: No, absolutely. And I you know, I, 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 it sucks that we don't get that kind of camera time. You know, obviously we the the camera crews are gonna stay on the leaders and you know, the big fights and but I, I kept watching the back, you know, to watch that girl off getting closer and closer to vandermark and then once he got there you know my first thought was okay come on you know you've got a lap or two left let's go you know just throw a move just see what happens you know like just, just right. try one you know you've got you've got to try one um you got to try something you know
0: but you know but, <laughs> you're talking him you're talking come on buddy you can do but, it but maybe you're you me. know
1: but if we look at it this way you know maybe girl off is starting to ride to that independent independent championship you know because if he passes vandermark he really doesn't he doesn't gain much in the in the independent championship now, right? He doesn't he does he's still no. second behind right. Davies. He's not going to catch Davies. So maybe he's looking all right. Well, my closest independent championship or champion rival is Basani, and he's you know I know that he's not in front of me so you know maybe Garloff just rode to the condition he rode to his championship right now and you know this is just the, f- the halfway point of the season was this weekend so so maybe he's starting to get into that mindset of you know I don't need to throw these moves first of all I've already got a mic I'm, a- I'm under a microscope already
0: that's right and and yep. I need
1: to start really thinking about this championship because I need to the only way that I can first start proving myself to these factory teams is to you know buckle down, get this independent championship and keep my my steady progression of calming down and getting my bike closer to the front at the end of races. Yeah. I um, think I think so. And Gerloff's starts are great. Gerloff's starts are really really good, but Gerloff in turn 1 right now is just so timid and so nervous I think because of what has happened this season
0: you know what he needs to do though he needs to use this start from the front row and I don't understand what's going on with our Americans and qualifying I feel like we're kind of trying the same stuff over and over and it's not working out I mean we know that Gerloff tops practice a lot but then when it goes to qualifying he's got nothing so either he doesn't there's a tire that he can't ride very well or his timing isn't working out or something but he's got to start a little bit farther ahead if his starts are great to your point but if he could do it from the first or second row it wouldn't be yeah. such a problem
1: and, and we saw that in silverstone you know silverstone i think he started in fifth um throughout the weekend yep. and off the second row and he did well yep. in silverstone did really well yeah so
0: get yourself in that top six spaces young man and then get your good start, and you don't have to worry about and anybody. (laughs) You earned it. Um, So other than that, in the Super Bowl race, I was, you know, like I said, I watched Gerloff for a little bit, thought, wow, no aggression at all. Um, Everybody else was as you were. The top five finishers were the same. So yeah. you know it was it was and top six actually Chas Davies snuck in there at seventh and took the independent win on that one but uh, everything else was the same so we saw more of the same um, I did notice that Jonathan Ray's camera onboard camera was awful like I don't know if that thing was not strapped down or they just put it on a popsicle stick I don't know <laughs> because because it was terrible. <laughs> It was terrible, man. And I was like, please take it off of this. Normally I love that view, but I was like, please take this off. Please take this off. Please take this off. Um, but I was terrible. So <laughs> that's really all I had for the super pole race. Did you have anything? No,
1: else? No, I, I'm, no, I'm no good.
0: Okay. So, let's move to race two. And this was an interesting start because someone went to the wrong grid position. Oh,
1: my goodness.
0: <laughs> it was Nizan, Nizane, who is Gerloff's teammate. So, right now, we're going to have to have a real adulting check in that uh, GRT Yamaha garage. because well, This I don't was know a Sunday was issue
1: because it happened in Supersport, too. Uh, I know. It, so,
0: maybe there's just confusing grid spots on this track. And I'm, I just jumped on him because... <laughs> It was funny. I like. I started laughing out loud. I was like, "What is this dude doing?" I would, uh. <laughs> he was. He was lost. He was like, "Where?" I don't know. Oh my gosh! But anyway, so that delayed the race start. They had to do another. They had to. Everybody had to go back out. Then they'd do another warm up lap. Yada yada yada. Uh, Gerloff. That's where Gerloff got hit in turn one by Davies. So we knew he took him out. Um. So the third it was race turn was turn nine. Different actually,
1: it's turn nine. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. Turn nine. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I was thinking first lap, so just one came out of my mouth. That's just how this works. I'm not that smart. <laughs> Get over it. Um. So the thing about this race, though, was top rack and getting to the front early and then really just showing pace that he had not shown all weekend yeah. long and, and, and going out there winning the race with Redding finishing second and Ray finishing on the podium at third. Now, as we talked about, this was a nine point pickup on Ray, which led to you know him being tied with Ray in the lead of the championship. This was an unbelievable ride, really, because even earlier that day he didn't have the pace, but they found something at Yamaha and he went out there and did it.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I don't I, I did I forgot to check tire um and pay attention to the t- tire compounds that are using, but I thought they were all in the same compound. They were all in the same tires just as far a as I remember. Different, but they mentioned that it was a different option. So I don't know if it was a different size, it, you know what I mean, if there was a taller profile or a wider profile, anything that, w- that was different between the selection. But they said it was the same compound, but there were different options. Um, so that you know that could be something that, that has something to do with it. I do know Redding and, and Ray were on different, different front tires they were the same compound but different front tires i'm not sure about right. rascatly but um no what you're saying is absolutely true you know rascatly um like i mentioned before between the super bowl race and race two i you know he he clicked into something and and he was had, three
0: seconds behind ray in the super bowl race mm-hmm that and then that he bridged a big gap.
1: You know, and Ray still had the fastest top speed of this race too.
0: You know, it's yeah. it's it's crazy. It's crazy. But you know what? That's just how good Top Rack is. And you put the bike underneath him and that guy'll go get it. So again, um I, I was impressed with by him again this weekend, even though he only had one win, it was big. And it was in a big moment, and he the rest of the weekend he managed it beautifully, not being, yeah. be able to keep the pace of those other guys. He got the best he could get, and that's that's a championship winning formula. We've talked about that so many times.
1: Yeah, that, this was a very mature weekend from Top Rack, I think, and and it really shows his championship caliber as a rider. Exactly what you're saying. Just to echo think, what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, I think so.
0: I agree. So you know, I, I mentioned Redding. I mentioned Ray. Uh, Ray was on the limit all weekend. Um, and you know, he just didn't, he just couldn't go any faster, but that move that Redding put on Ray in 13 with three laps to go was oh, so yeah. good. Oh, that yeah. was an amazing move. And, and I was, when he made that move, I sat up a little bit. I was oh like, yeah. That was That's
1: a very high dedication spot, you know, I, I mean, that, yep. that kink and, and around the outside and you know, it, it was helped out by Jonathan Ray having a little bit of a moment, but still yet to have the... The audacity and the skill mixed together to to make that move. You know, that like yeah. you're saying that was fantastic. That's brave. Yeah. That was
0: brave and that's and that you know what, man? So much so much credit. Yeah. Goes to Redding for that move. I I mean this this kid's super talented, man. <laughs> and I I just wish he would have gotten You okay over there? You I'm got sorry, the
1: COVID? I coughed. No, I just a quick cough. I know we I we tried heard to cover it. it. Every
0: and the, 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 you can't you can't cover it. I'm sorry, now,
1: America. I'm sorry, world.
0: Uh, I hope you didn't give that to anybody. Anyway, so I think I, I, it's just it was to me, you know, this weekend. Redding rode brilliantly. Gatlioglu came up brilliantly on race two. Ray struggled this weekend, but he did also what champions do, and yeah. he he three post. You know, we're talking like he had a bad weekend. Dude was. Three podiums, two seconds and a third. Yep. That is anyone else has that weekend. We're like, hey, what a great weekend. Oh yeah, they're tickled pink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, again we saw Locatelli in race two, really aggressive in the beginning. Um, and, and and so he he's coming. He's not there yet, but he's coming. This time, Tom Sykes finishes in fifth. Tom Sykes, super consistent all weekend in that fifth, sixth spot. Really, really looked good on the BMW. Really got questions about why BMW is letting him go. Maybe they think that cliff is coming very soon, where you just fall off of it. I don't know. Um, Lowe's was in sixth. We had Michael rubin Rinaldi, as you mentioned earlier, in your love fest with him, finishing in seventh. Alvaro Bautista, who we have big news as well, is back to Ducati. I don't understand this move at all. I don't
1: either. I don't
0: get it. I I don't don't. get it. I I feel like... We've uh, seen who alvaro Bautista is on a ducati too, we've seen it yes we, i mean we've well, seen it
1: of our I'm, I'm sorry alvaro alvaro batista is, is obviously an amazingly talented talented writer don't want to take anything away from the talent however we've talked about it before age time he's not a champion know, no he's not he's he's not um and also he's not a spring chicken either you know nope. he he's starting to get a little bit older in his career and he actually talked about retirement this this year you know he last, just
0: didn't want to race with Honda anymore that's exactly he's what winning. i think.
1: I, I mean he crashed in in race 1 um uh, you know so it i think this was the first race that he had finished in how many uh how many rounds I don't possibly know. i mean it'd been it, feel, it'd it been feels a like bit. he's crashed a lot yeah, yeah it
0: feels like he's crashed a lot and and, and so i'm I don't know, I, I this the move confuses me, but he's done nothing at Honda, and maybe it's the Honda. I mean, it's the Honda and MotoGP, maybe it's the Honda, you know, everywhere else. And, and to be fair, this bike does not have a ton of development yet. It's a new bike. It's not just a new iteration like the ZX-10RR. It's a new bike. Right with a different motor and a different chassis, and we know it's super fast in a straight line. It was only uh, second, I think it was second, or what, what did he run, 288? So he ran the same as Ducati, um, but, you know, the bike is fast, but it just doesn't have a lot of development yet. So we'll see, but this really surprising that Bautista went back to Ducati and that Ducati wanted him back
1: yeah that that, that, which is more you know which is more surprising so maybe they're trying to to play you know Bautista is going to be that that mentor role to a Michael Rubin Rinaldi and possibly learn a little bit and pick up on the bike a little bit better possibly share data with that guy those guys because I think they're probably build wise a bit closer than Scott Redding and and Michael Rubin Rinaldi are
0: yeah I, I agree I I think there's some truth to that um I think we've run pretty long on this i don't, I don't have anything else to say more about uh uh do you
1: no i think we can probably tie this one up real quick and then you know talk a little bit about yep. uh super sport in the next That'll be good uh, in the next uh, part of this episode and then we can start talking about some other stuff that's really going on outside the track
0: yeah we it's silly season for sure yeah so all right so let's wrap this one up and then we'll be back in just a second all right hang tight